and Mitch. Come on in. Oh, we're back. Welcome to Monday. It's the pickup. All thanks to Chemist Warehouse. We're on the air, gals. Oh, back we are. Mitch Churry's got a haircut. Brittany Hockley's had a spray tan. It's all happening. Do we think it's a bit dark? It's Why? not dark at all. It's, you, I literally walked in. This makes me realise how bad Mitch thought I looked. No, you look amazing. I walked in this morning and Mitch goes, wow, that tan has worked wonders for you. You were looking a little shady last <laughs> I thought week. the lights were out. I went, this is covered in shadow, but no, it's Bondi tan. I was see-through. Laura got a real tan. You were in Hamilton Island just for a quick little weekend trip. I had a beautiful weekend trip. It was my daughter's birthday, Lola. She no. doesn't appreciate it or know, but we took her to Hamilton Island to celebrate. <laughs> we didn't get her any presents, but we, we took ourselves, everyone on a holiday, which means that it kind of was a present for us. Yes. And I'm okay with that. Wait, is this where the boat confrontation happened? Are we talking about that on the show today? Oh, yeah. Look, I mean, there is something that happened. Um, I am so mad. I almost wish you didn't bring it up again, <laughs> but I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flush it out. All right. That's on the way. Um, plus, coming up, it is Valentine's Day very soon. And uh, we, we have a service we think might come in handy if you have an ex that you still hate and you think of with resentment every Valentine's Day. It's on the way. Well, I want to talk about virginity, actually. Lovely. Yeah. So <laughs> you talk about, that's a nice tie into Valentine's Day. Yeah. No, Prince Harry and he lost his virginity to the older woman. Woman. Yeah. Well, I got some thoughts on it. And so does she, actually. That's next. It's the pickup for your Monday right around Australia. It's the pickup with Brit, Laura, and Midge. Rush into Chemist Warehouse today. Grab INC Protein, powering tomorrow today. Ladies, you would have seen this all over the news on the weekend. The horse lady has been revealed, unmasked. The horse lady being the older woman that took Prince Harry's virginity. Yeah. Oh, thank now, goodness I've been on the edge of my seat for yeah, this she's, one. She's a horsewoman. She's a lovely woman, apparently by the name of Sasha Walpole. So we didn't oh. know who this woman was that claimed Harry's virginity, but it's all anyone's been speaking about. But if you haven't read Harry's memoir spare, you are missing out. But luckily enough, I have a little grub here today that is going to make you very uncomfortable. But it is so funny to listen to. Have a listen to Harry talking about that moment. He was referring to my recent loss of virginity. Inglorious episode with an older woman. She liked horses quite a lot and treated me not unlike a young stallion. Quick ride, after which she'd smacked my rump and sent me off to graze. Among the many things about it that were wrong, it happened in a grassy field behind a busy pub. I'm so uncomfortable, viscerally uncomfortable, listening to him tell that story like that it just makes me feel like I sh- I'm intruding in something I mean it's been said many times but I think that there's a little bit too much that's shared in this book and every so often I hear a grab and I'm like surely this is meant to be funny yeah um but I think it's not the story is right he didn't name horsewoman over the weekend she's come out and said ladies and gentlemen I am horsewoman <laughs> but you know why she didn't know she was horsewoman she didn't know she oh. was so she didn't know she was outed there's a text chain and you can see this text chain like it's a screenshot yeah. between one of her friends one of her friends messaged her saying have you seen the daily mail lol laughy face and she, <laughs> And, she, and she's like, no. And then it comes out. There's been a few posts about this. Um, they've got some details wrong, like the pub's wrong, which I'm glad they clarified that. Oh, wow. But it continues on that she had no idea. And they, they talk to each other like, can you believe he said this? And Sasha, the woman, she's actually shocked that Harry even spoke about it. She's like, it's been so long. I don't understand why he's going on about this. And it was like, a f- it was five minutes 20 years ago. Like, yeah. sort of get over it. And Five minutes, hey. That doesn't say much, does it? Especially for a royal. But it's his first time. He was excited. He liked horses and he was in a horse stable with a horsewoman. Like, what? It was never going to last long. So we have some audio. This is horsewoman talking about it. This is her side of the story. I am the lady that Prince Harry wrote about in his book who he lost his virginity to. I don't mind Harry writing that it was inglorious in his book. It wasn't that glorious. 
we were drunk and having sex in a field, it's never going to be glorious. I didn't know Harry was a virgin at the time. No, he was just a, a quickie in the field. He may have been Prince Harry to everyone else, but to me, he was just Harry. We were mates. He was a good friend. Harry wrote in his book that I gave him a slap on the bum. I gave him a little squeeze as well. It was a bit of fun. He had a peachy bum. He was young. Okay, my question is, though, yes, he may have talked about it. Yes, he may have shared his first sexual experience and gone into far too much detail that Mm. nobody needs to know. But she was still not identified. She did not need to come out and say, I will claim the title of horsewoman. It's unnecessary. Nah, I would have come out. Why? Why not? But because you know why? Because <laughs> for anonymity. That's no, why not. It, yeah, for because, cash. Yeah, no, it'd exactly. be for money. It'd be for cash. Because this is the most talked about thing that has come out of that book. Like, and he's dropped a lot of bombs. But this is what's being talked about. She's going to sell this story. She's not an idiot. She she's already making, has. She's, that's what I mean. Like, she's not just doing it for fun to say it was the best five minutes of my life. She's making pat cash, Laura. Well, it turns out at the time that they were very good friends, like childhood friends. Worked mm. at a pub together. It was a drunken frolic in a in a garden paddock. in a paddock. Um, behind a pub the thing I think is the funniest part about this is how Harry describes it as being just this like you know beautiful intense moment and she's like no it was literally a shag behind a pub and we were both drunk there's nothing beautiful about it it was not passionate it was not great and she didn't know he was a virgin she didn't know Oh, five minutes of love making there you go listen you can lead a horse to Harry You can't make it not talk about it in a memoir 25 years later. That's the moral of his story. Um, All right, stand by. Next, we are talking about the catamaran conflict. It was a big boat bonanza. I don't know. (laughs) There was an argument between Laura, her partner Maddie J, and another set of parents. Um, We'll unpack what went down after this next at The Pickup. Monday Arvo, it's The Pickup with Britt, Laura, and Mitch. You've got to head into Chemist Warehouse today. Great savings every day. I mean, Britt's got a fake tan. We've already discussed that. I got a haircut. And Laura Byrne has come back from a gorgeous trip. Tropical holiday. Oh, it was a gorgeous holiday. We really, okay, we went to Hamilton Island. We had a wonderful time, but something happened and I am so mad. She's actually really fired up, isn't she, She's Brit? been shaking all morning. I Stop the music, okay? okay? I'm oh, sorry, so sorry, mad. Sorry. No, I, I was trying to tell this story to Brit earlier and I got so cranky that I started shaking. We went and we had a beautiful day trip on a boat. We yeah. went out to see the Great Barrier Reef with the kids. It was truly exceptional. So it was you, Maddie, Lola, Molly May. Yes, yeah. that's every family member. <laughs> uh, we were all there. We didn't leave the kids behind in Kids Club. So we go out on this boat. I was on my phone looking at photos and whilst I was on my phone, Somebody on the boat kept airdropping to me and it was like airdrop after airdrop after airdrop. Matt was also getting the same. And you didn't know who it was from. You had no idea no, who these people were. No, zero. And it just kept coming up as iPhone. Anyway, Matt decided to start accepting some of these airdrops just to have a little giggle. That's fun. It was these little boys, like 14-year-old boys. We could see them. There was a group of them at the front of the boat. They were like on their phones, laughing, looking around. So it was pretty obvious who it was. And it started off, they were just sending like a photo of their up their nose or like, you know, of their knees or it was just really innocent stuff. Anyway, I then handed the phone to Marley. She's three years old. She was watching some Coco Melon, a video that we downloaded. I could see that these airdrops were still coming through and I could see that she'd accepted some of them, but I wasn't really paying much attention until I saw that an airdrop had been received and it was a video. This 14-year-old boy had airdropped explicit, I'm talking wildly explicit video content. And my three-year-old daughter Did she see? saw it uh, only a couple of seconds because I was managed to rip the phone off her. And there I am getting airdropped explicit porn by a 14-year-old boy on a boat. 
I was raging. And so up until this point, I'd said to Matt, should we go and say something to parents? Should we tell them to stop? And Matt was like, God, Laura, don't get involved. Don't say anything. Which is wild because I would have stormed up there. No, as soon as that sort of content started coming through, and it wasn't just one video, it was a couple of things that came through. Matt goes and speaks to these two dads that are standing off to the side. From where I was sitting, I was expecting them to look shocked, angry, whatever. Nothing. They were kind of cool, calm, collected. And then I went up and I, and I was like, excuse me, this is the video that your son has been sending to my child. Like, you need to go and speak and to them. you showed them the video. To my three-year-old. I showed them the video. I went back and sat down. Then the kid's mum comes up to me, <gasps> not to say sorry, oh, no. not to say that they've checked their phone. The kid's mum comes up to say, how do you know it was my child? How dare you accuse my child of She's- sending that? So after this whole confrontation happens... The mum finally goes and takes the phone off one of the boys and the parents are standing there going through the phone. Good. Anyway, 15 minutes later, the dad comes up and goes, oh, look, just wanted to say, sorry, I found one of those videos in my kid's phone, but you know what? Teenagers will be teenagers, hey? And walked away. Raging. I have goosebumps of rage. If I was on that boat, I would have looked for a life raft and I would have have buckled up. Man over. Man over, I'm getting out of here. But surely that is not. Teenagers are going to be teenagers. Surely there has to be some level of like, no, parents need to be parents. How does a parent not know what the 14-year-old has in their child's phone? I'm sure there was an element of embarrassed from the parents. They would be mortified. I would be more. I don't have kids. But if that would have happened to me, I'd be mortified that my child, A, did that, and then the thought process of B, why do they have it in the first place? I think there's an, an embarrassment level as well. It's a good reminder for parents out there. Do you know what your kids have on your phones? Maybe we make today, you know, the annual check your kids' phones day. Go through it and see what they have <gasps> on their phones. I never had anything. I could only have snake. Is it okay for parents to just go through their phones? I don't know. But I think that we need to, as parents, know what our kids are accessing when it comes to content. All right, next, here at the pickup, Valentine's Day is on the way. It's in a couple of weeks. For some people, it's a gorgeous celebration of love. I'm sure, Britt, you'll be celebrating this year. First but time ever. For many, it's extremely tragic. And for those that aren't celebrating this year, we have a service for you that will allow you to have one last final dig at your ex. Your oh, ex that you hate. Oh, I can't wait. That's after this at The Pickup. It's The Pickup with Britt, Laura and Mitch. Rush into Chemist Warehouse today. Grab INC Protein. Powering tomorrow, today. It's on the way. I forgot. It hit me like a ton of bricks when I saw it on TikTok over the weekend that Valentine's Day is but a couple weeks away. And it's good for us lovers. We're all in love. I mean, it's a new Valentine's Day for Brit, but we'll have to unpack that later. Mm. Um, There is a service that I found over the weekend by Animal Friends Humane Society. It's based in Ohio in the US. What they're offering is for you to name a litter tray after your ex-partner. Your ex's name will be branded on the litter box for all animals of different shapes and sizes <laughs> to poop on. and different poo volumes to uh, to take a poo on. I, I would like this. to go for an elephant kitty litter tray if that's okay. Yeah, I don't know if elephants use kitty litter trays. <laughs> Just I would like five dollars. I'll take the whole enclosure. Just lay some hay down and go for gold. And this is cute because I'm going to assume that. The money, the $5, goes to the shelter and the Animal Society. Yes, it does. It goes to the um, the Animal Society. They do great work and you can go and adopt animals there. It's a beautiful place. But this is a brilliant way, A, to make money and B, to get revenge on a shitty ex. I think that this is perfect because, like, for so many people, Valentine's Day is a beautiful day. And then for people who have gone through a crappy breakup or maybe they have a terrible ex, it can be a really painful day. And what a nice and funny way to get back at someone without actually doing any damage. Yeah, I hate VD. Also, the best part about it is that the ex never 
never has to know. So this is just for you to sleep soundly at night. They never know that they're being shat on <laughs> no. by a zebra every night. Because if I did it, if I got a ze- if I paid for a zebra kitty litter tray, I would want him to know about it. So I'd probably tweet it. I don't have Twitter, but if I did, I'd tweet it. You'd yeah, send him a photo. and I'd, I'd, I'd at him. No, you just put it on your Instagram stories because you know they're still looking. Oh, one hundred percent. Wait, do you have an ex that you do this to? Either of you? I know I do. One hundred percent. Although I got back at. I'm not going to say his name <laughs> on national radio. I definitely got back at him though. I threw his phone off a seven-story building and it landed in a pool when we when we were going through our breakup. What were you doing on the top of a seven-story building during uh, that the was, breakup? That was his, it was his apartment. That's where he lived. Um, he was on the seventh floor. And Did he cheat on you and you found it in the phone and that's why? I was going through his phone. He had uh, drunkenly fallen asleep on the floor next to me and I thought he'd been texting a girl throughout the night. Yeah. And I went through his phone. And I saw the text messages and I woke him up uh, as I was throwing it off the balcony so he could w- witness it oh. and it landed in the pool. <laughs> and then I left. I wanted him to. I wanted to make sure he knew why his Samsung babe, was in the bottom up. of the pool. Wake up, babe. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm going to get some morning fun. <laughs> <laughs> Rips open a window. Literally. Throws the phone. Mitch, Throw it have out you the done anything to an ex? Uh, no, I helped my sister get revenge on her ex. Um, he, he bought a brand new BMW and he lived around the street. So he pulled the windscreen wipers off, bent them, that snapped them right off. That is illegal. It's I think revenge. so is mine, it's actually. <laughs> no, I think, yeah, I think both of you. What about you, Britt? Surely you've gone. To be honest, I'm far too stable. I'm far oh. more stable than either of you. Wait, is it because you make good dating decisions or you just have self-control? No, people people shit on me all the time. That's because relationships don't last long enough to get revenge. A, There's no point. They're not happened. in the country. They're usually overseas, <laughs> so she can't get revenge on them because they're not here. They're local. Okay. Sorry about that. Sorry, Jean, sorry, play sorry. some play some funeral music for me. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, everyone. <laughs> Time to go. Um, uh, hey, that's the pickup done for your Monday. We're back tomorrow from 3 o'clock. Um, if you want to head online to thepickup.com.au, let us know. How did you get revenge on your ex? We'll give you a chemist warehouse voucher. If you, if you get a good response. Oh, yeah. Will and Woody are up next. they got Andy Lee in the studio, and he's set to get involved in the tush-off, which I'm just reading. I don't know what that is. Oh, I would love to be in a tush-off. I think they're trying to compete as to who has the best bottom. Oh, Andy I've, Lee has a tush. Yeah. I mean, Woody's got a pretty good bottom too, doesn't he? I am not commenting. <laughs> That's All next. right, well. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow, everyone. See ya. See you, guys. <laughs>